Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I would like to welcome you to the Sunday Book Review. The Sunday Book Review is the series where I discuss books which impact the compliance practitioner, the legal professional, and the business professional. I hope you will enjoy this episode. June 14, 2020, the City of Houston and Race for License edition. Today, I take a look at four books that look at race relations across the last hundred years or so from the City of Houston. And we begin with a book around labor. On July 12, 1964, the National Labor Relations Board decertified a racially segregated independent metal workers union as a collective bargaining unit for a Hughes Tool Company. This tale was told in the book Labor, Civil Rights, and the Hughes Tool Company by Nicholas Royston. The unanimous decision ended nearly 50 years of Jim Crow unionism at the company and marked the first time the NLRB ruled it was illegal or racial discrimination violated the NLRA and therefore illegal. The ruling for black workers was the equivalent of Brown versus Board of Education. Michael Botson carefully traces the Jim Crow unionism and the efforts of black activists to bring civil rights into the workplace. His analysis places Hughes Tool in the context created by the NLRA and the formation of the Congress of Industrial Organizations. Kudos if you know what that is. Drawing on interviews with many of the principals, as well as extensive research, it captures a moment in time when a segment of Houston's working class seized the initiative and won economic and racial justice. Next up, Race and the Houston Police Department, 1930-1990, by Dwight Watson. The Houston police force in the 50s reflected and enforced the segregation of the larger societies. When the nation began to change, the question was, with the Houston Police Force. Dwight Watson traces how the Houston Police Department reacted to such change and how it turned, responded to, and turned a corner. Using police records and contemporary accounts, Watson analyzes the escalating strains between the police and the segment of the Houston segments of the Houston black population, particularly around the 1967 police riot at then all-black Texas Southern University and a Dowling Street shootout. The police reacted to these events by hardening its resolve to impose its will on the minority community. Then came the drowning and beating and then drowning of Joe Campos Torres while in police custody, leading one writer to label the HPD the meanest police in America. The event encouraged the Houston's African-American, excuse me, Mexican-American community to unite with blacks. The study demonstrates how race complicated the internal impulses for change, but was overridden through external pressures. Next up, we turn to the world of sports, which has become increasingly more important in these matters. The book, The Houston Cougars in the 1960s by Robert Jacobus. On January 20, 1968, in the game of the century, the Houston Cougars defeated the UCLA Bruins, ending the Bruins' 47-game winning streak. But the game would never have happened if Guy Lewis had not recruited two young black men from Louisiana, Don Chaney and Elvin Hayes. Despite facing hostility at home and on the road, they led the Cougars to 32 straight victories. Similarly, Bill Yeoman recruited Warren McVeigh in 1964, and by 
1967, McVeigh helped propel Houston Gridiron to leading the nation in total offense. It's an account of the integration of college athletics in Houston, gripping stale of visionary coaches and courageous athletes and committed supporters who blazed a trail for athletic success and racial equality. And finally, we end with a book by Robert Haynes called A Night of Violence, the Houston Riot of 1917. For those who are not aware of this, it is the worst military riot in the United States uh, since the Civil War, and it involved black uh, uh, enlisted men who were responding to the lynching of one of their own men uh, by uh, uh, Houston police officers in 1917. There was a huge camp which is now located uh, or was located in what's now Memorial Park in Houston, and it's Camp Logan. So check this book out for a history of Houston race relations. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.